Welcome to the Consumer Rights Talk, where we discuss all things at the intersection of consumer rights and the law, including issues in foreclosure, debt collection abuse, student loans, credit reporting, and more. I'm your host, Attorney Adam Deutsch with the Northeast Law Group and northeastlawgroup.com. Visit our website for more information. Thank you for listening, and as always, remember the information shared in this recording is not legal advice. Welcome back to the Consumer Rights Talk. Today we're going to dive in and talk about a topic that I will definitely be exploring more in detail as we go forward with the podcast over the coming weeks and months. We're going to talk about the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, and that might sound boring, but I assure you that this statute packs a very powerful punch, especially if you are a homeowner. Well, that's where it applies. Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, also known as RESPA. So, you know, this statute is really powerful because it governs the servicing of loans. It also governs loss mitigation processes. So if you're having a financial hardship and you need to get a modification, things of that nature. But let's let's talk a little bit about it. And let's talk about it also in the context of something that just ended this year. And frankly, I'm in mourning because this is a big loss. As 2016 ended, so did the Home Affordable Modification Program, more commonly known as HAMP. Introduced in 2009 as part of the Emergency Economic Stabilization Act of 2008 and the Troubled Asset Relief Program, otherwise known as TARP, HAMP was designed to help struggling homeowners avoid foreclosure by modifying mortgage loans. Mortgage loan owners who receive bailout funds through the TARP program were obligated to follow predetermined guidelines under HAMP. This increased access to loan modifications and made the process much more consistent. Consistency is key here, as we'll get into going forward, because that really doesn't exist now. So with HAMP gone, homeowners are losing a safety net that helped protect consumers from losing what is commonly the biggest asset in their portfolio, their home. Going forward, there are still options, but the landscape is much more complicated, and that's where RESPA comes in. So for the foreseeable future, homeowners requiring financial assistance to pay their mortgage loan are at the mercy of the loan servicing company who administers the loan on behalf of the owner. There's a huge disadvantage for the consumer who has no control over what company owns or services the mortgage loan after the loan is originated. I mean, even the homeowner who, you know, the the consumer who does their homework and intentionally chooses to originate a mortgage loan with a specific local bank, a community bank, they may find themselves doing business by force with a behemoth like, well, Bank of America or Wells Fargo. And, you know, consistently month after month, Wells Fargo is by far the most complained of uh, mortgage bank within the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, complaint files. So, you know, if you started out with your community bank and it's, you know, someone in your community, you felt comfortable with them, felt like they'd take care of you, well, all of a sudden you really may have zero choice over the matter. And this has always struck me as, as something that's crazy because, you know, when it comes to any type of contract, again, a mortgage is typically by far the longest contract that anyone will be involved in in their life, right? Most of most mortgages in the U.S. are a 30-year contract. You know, typically, you have a car loan, it's going to be three or five years, you know, five at the latest, typically at the longest, right? 
but a home at 30 years. And the incredible thing is you just don't get to choose who you're doing business with other than the moment of origination. So in order to level the playing field and to give you, the homeowner, a little more leverage, it's really important that you spend some time getting familiar with RESPA, with the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act. There's a number of complex sections to the statute, but I'm going to brush on just a couple of them today. And two of these aspects are the loss mitigation procedures and the qualified written request procedures. So here's the way it works. A bank that owns a mortgage typically outsources servicing, that is the collection of payments to you know a, a third party. That's usually how it works. And the mortgage owner is required to have written guidelines for loss mitigation. Uh, and, and these written guidelines have processes that include criteria for modifying mortgage loans. Now, here's the, the really bad thing is, you know, not all uh, owners of mortgages offer loan modifications and they don't have to. Uh, under law, they're not required to. Now, of course, when HAMP was around, if they took bailout funds, they were required to participate in HAMP. So for, you know, particularly the, the largest uh, entities in the country, uh, the largest banks that had the biggest portfolios, that really helped a ton of homeowners. So they're required to have these written procedures. And even if they refuse to modify loans, they still have to have written guidelines and procedures that effectively say as much. And, you know, the, you, the consumer, generally will have no idea what rights you have in terms of loss mitigation, what modification programs are offered. But through RESPA, you have a right to obtain information about those specific loss mitigation options. And you could take advantage of this component of RESPA, uh, which is essential to ensure that your rights to access any type of modification loss mitigation program is being applied correctly. Because, you know, in my practice, I see quite often where loan servicers will screw that up. I've seen all sorts of, of different types of situations. I've seen ones where back when HAMP was operating, I saw one of the largest banks uh, in the U.S. offer someone, and I've seen this a couple times, they offered someone a, a HAMP modification application. It specifically said that it was for the, uh, the, uh, for the HAMP program. And uh, the person submitted documents, was told that they were approved for HAMP, made trial payments under HAMP, and then ultimately was rejected for a modification. Why? Well, because the actual owner of the loan, not the servicing company, right, but the owner of the loan didn't participate in HAMP. They had never taken TARP funds, and they were not required to participate in HAMP, and they certainly didn't do so as a result. And, you know, this is one of those situations where uh, the loan servicer really wasn't doing their job because they, they made it appear as though you were entitled to something that you never actually had access to. And because they made trial payments under, uh, you know, the ruse of being offered a HAMP guideline uh, modification, the client just lost that money, the homeowner. And, of course, there's a lawsuit to uh, recover those funds and, and other damages uh, for the misleading behavior. But, you know, getting back to the power of RESPA, you can actually write to the loan servicer by issuing a qualified written request under another uh, provision of the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act and ask for a list of all loss mitigation 
options that are available to you and under the regulations they actually have to provide you with that information oftentimes they won't and you need to have good documentation I make sure you know when I do this with clients we send everything by certified mail so we know when it's received we keep great records of everything and you could send follow-up letters and and you know and the like to make sure that you are either getting the information you're entitled to or at a minimum you then have the right to go after the bank to try and get that information and it's not a bad idea to you really pursue this before even applying for a modification if you have the luxury of that time to set things up then you want to know what your options are before you just start disclosing all of your financials because you want to make sure that you are actually having things applied correctly to you otherwise the bank might start you know offering you uh, just like I explained with the HAMP situation, they might offer you something that the investor is never actually willing to do. And if it turns out that the owner of your loan does not modify loans, but the loan servicer can convince you to make trial payments, well, then you're just losing money when you do that. So it's it's a good idea to do this research in advance to try and get a handle on all the loss mitigation options that are available to you pursuant to the, the guidelines that are have to be in writing from the owner of the loan. And of course, if they don't have any guidelines in writing, well, then they're in violation of the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act. And again, you should be entitled to some form of relief. I should add here that RESPA is another one of these gem, you know, federal statutes where there are fee shifting provisions. So for, you know, the overwhelming majority of my clients, when we're successful in our case and we set it up right, well, then my fee is actually paid for by the wrongdoer on their behalf. And so, again, this is a situation where, uh, as a homeowner who may be in a tough financial situation, you might not think that you have access to affordable legal representation, but the reality is that you do because of that fee-shifting provision. So what else can you do? Well, you can also use the qualified written request process to obtain other information that's very useful, and this includes records relating to the pay history all communication history with the bank, uh, as well as application of fees and charges over the life of the loan. And obtaining the information can help you as a homeowner ensure that they're not that you're not being overcharged and that the payments have been properly applied to the loan. This is another area where for my clients, you know, this is this is a form of discovery in terms of getting information that help us prosecute our cases because very often we will find fees for things like inspections. Now, I once saw I mean this is crazy, right? But but I've seen uh, banks do 18 inspections in a, on a single day and charge money every single time to the account. I've also seen, uh, I think it was something like 70 or 72 uh, different times that they, they charged for cutting grass on a property that literally had no lawn. They had a desert scape. This was absolutely incredible and mind-blowing to see. And it, and it wasn't like a landscape fee. I mean, it's it was specifically listed as grass cutting. Uh, and, and all this was added to the arrears and to the bill. And we were able to uh, figure all that out by getting these documents through RESPA. So, you know, if a loan servicer fails to comply with their obligation to produce these records in the very specific uh, timeline that's set forth by the statute, then they could be subjected to penalties 
and you could pursue a lawsuit as homeowner. And, you know, RESPA also includes where there's a pattern in practice. So, for example, um, if they've had repeated times of failing to respond or if, you know, the statute has um, an acknowledgement letter that needs to be issued, then there's a letter they need to send telling you who the owner of the loan is and then they need to respond and they can ask for additional time, but they have a window of time to produce the documents requested, et cetera. So each of those steps, if they fail to comply with all of them, then that could be pattern and practice, and you could be entitled to $2,000 each time that the bank fails to comply with their obligation under RESPA. So when a homeowner successfully uses these elements of the statute, well, that's where you can really level the playing field. And for a lot of clients where, you know, that, that HAMP example I gave before, um, for a lot of clients, once you pursue your rights and you can show that the bank uh, actually didn't have these processes in place, they misled you, and we could get all this through requesting those past communications and past records, then all of a sudden the bank comes to the table and they say, well, geez, we certainly don't want a judgment. We certainly don't want this going up to the regulators. And they start working with you, uh, you know, a homeowner who is eager and willing to pay money. I'll never understand how banks go so far out of their way oftentimes not to accept money from willing payers. Uh, but we see it all the time in the mortgage industry. So, you know, I just wanted to touch on this because now that we're, you know, well into February and you know, we're coming up on, on two months now where HAMP has been expired as far as new applications go. You know, it's a new world, and you really need to start becoming a smarter consumer in order to take advantage of your rights. If you or anyone that you know is having trouble with their home loan or with their loan servicer, even if they're paying but they think there's something wrong with the way that, that payments are being credited, well, then RESPA is the statute to turn to. And keep in mind that uh, whether it's me or someone else, you can find a knowledgeable attorney. And because of these fee-shifting provisions, you could end up having your fee completely covered by the bank. Hey, listen, if you have any questions about this topic, about the Real Estate Settlement Procedures Act, or anything else that you hear on the show, please do send me a tweet, Adam Deutsch ESQ, or you could email me at adam at northeastlawgroup.com. Thank you as always for listening and please do spread the word, share information about our podcast uh, with, with a friend and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you.